0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm glad you're listening today. During the Christmas holidays, we're running the Brave Christmas and Christian Women series. Episode 48 is part one. The brave middle-aged Christmas woman and brave Cheryl. In this series, we're celebrating the brave women of the Christmas story. You know, the middle-aged woman, the teen mom, and the senior citizen. You're also going to hear from a few of their contemporary counterparts. These three shows came from a message I've shared at Christmas events. There's just so much to the lives of these women that I can't get away from their stories and how they relate to the birth of Christ. I want to share snippets of their stories with you so you can see the hope of Christmas, your hope in Christ, as you learn from these women and begin to model the character they lived. Each of these women were brave carriers of the promise and the presence of God. Now, I know Jesus is the reason for the season, but I think it's good to take time to recognize the integral role these brave women had in the Christmas narrative and in our world today. I know you're going to be inspired by my friend, Cheryl Nemhard. She's a TV and podcast host, speaker, author, and social justice advocate. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com 48, along with information about our guest, Cheryl. So let's begin our Christmas festivities with a soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. The first woman in the Christmas story, Jesus' story, is actually the middle-aged woman, Elizabeth. The New Testament books of Luke and Acts were both written by Luke, a non-Jewish doctor with a full understanding of law during his time. Luke's Gentile background made his writing different from the others because he would have grown up with a higher value of women. Luke's the only gospel writer to include the stories of the Christmas women and other women in detail, or for some of these girls, the only writer of scripture who includes them at all. Luke begins his gospel account of Jesus' life by recording the story of a couple named Zachariah, let's call him Z, and Elizabeth. Luke tells us that this couple was old. His way of saying Elizabeth was past the age of childbearing. If you're really not getting it, let me be blunt and say Elizabeth had already gone through menopause. Ain't no way this girl could naturally have a baby. Her dream of becoming a mother had died a long time ago. Luke explains in chapter 1 how one day while working in the temple, an angel tells Zee that Elizabeth, his wife, is going to have a child, and not just any child. Their child would be the one prophesied about in Malachi chapter 4 verse 6, which says, And he will go on before the Lord to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zee and Elizabeth's miraculous child conception would produce the forerunner for the Messiah and help bring many people back to faith in God, preparing their hearts to hear the Messiah's message. I think it's pretty clear from Z's reaction that he too had given up on the dream to have a child long before the angel came to meet him at work. Z expresses the impossibility of it all and just couldn't believe the angel. As a sign from God to emphasize that God could do what he said he could do, Z was unable to speak for nine months until the birth of his son. But Elizabeth's response was polar opposite from her hubby's. Elizabeth, the middle-aged woman, past the age of being physically able to have kids, responds in great faith towards God's promise and immediately believed. Because of her faith, Elizabeth carried John the Baptist, the one who would prepare the way for the Christ in her womb, even helping Mary, the mother of our Christ, to accept her child conceived in an even more miraculous way. Elizabeth protected the promise of God inside of her by staying secluded for five months. She took extra precautions to make sure the promise of God inside of her was able to grow. She didn't let anyone talk her out of her promise from God. She didn't allow anything to stop it from being birthed. This Christmas, think about the promises that God has given you as a believer in his word and others he's given to you personally. Protect them. Let God put a shield around your promises so they will have room to grow and you'll be able to carry them to full term, watching God's promises be fulfilled in His perfect timing. Elizabeth bravely carried the promise and the presence of God to the world. You can too.
1: Incoming Christmas message from Joy Radio joy radio presents joy radio presents joy radio presents home for the holidays
0: i think we're having technical issues
1: oh i'll fix that
0: anyway add joy radio to your speed dial because now until december 16th you'll
1: get two chances to pick a prize from joy's christmas stocking every single day whoopsie Just listen for your cue to call during the drive with James Curtis
0: and Faith Strong. Today's good company with me, Holly Taylor.
1: Fix
0: it. Yay! Joy Radio's Home for the Holidays contest on now. Merry Christmas! Learn more at joyradio.ca. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Cheryl Nemhard is a dynamic international speaker and author of an interactive journal for girls ages 12 to 18 entitled Brave, This Is Us. CBC Canada has recognized her as one of the 150 Black women who are making Canada a better place and I am so blessed to call her friend. Cheryl, welcome to the Soul H2O radio and podcast show.
1: Hey, hey, it's so good to
0: be here. What's up, H2O? (laughs) Cheryl, I am so glad that we have finally been able to coordinate this interview. I know the audience is going to love to hear from you, to hear your story. So we're going to get right into it. I know that you love to preach the word and uh, you go around (laughs) to groups all over. And I know that if you didn't get God's word into you, if you didn't spend time in scripture, you wouldn't have anything to talk about. So I'm wondering if you can share with some of the people what, uh, you know, a Bible study tool or tip that helps you to really, you know, get into your devotional time that might help them spice
1: up theirs. Yeah, you know, I've 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 implemented different methods along the way, but I think this is going to be really good for the those that are listening. One of the newest methods I do is called the Sword Bible study method. And uh, imagine a sword if you will, at the tip of the sword is God, at the bottom is people. And then on one side, the left side is the letters S is in Sam, P is in Peter. On the other side is E is in Edward, C is in Charles. And so the the tip point, it points to the heavens. So you're asking yourself, what did we learn about God through the scripture? I always kind of go through that first. And then the bottom, uh, it's held by our hands, which it's, you know, symbolizes people. What do we learn about people or what are we learning more about people through the scripture? Uh, On the left blade, uh, the S part is, is there a sin to to avoid or a mistake to avoid that we can learn from? Uh, P, is there a promise that we can hold on to or look forward towards on the other side the E and C stands for uh, is there an example for us that we can follow through this scripture and uh, see is there a command that God is giving us to obey and so when I do uh, sort of look through like what are the mistakes what are the challenges what are the examples what are the commands what am I learning about God through this what is God teaching me about people through this you get this really cool broad perspective and there's a lot of learning that happens.
0: Mm, that is really creative. I think we're going to put that in the show notes, kind of maybe a diagram of something so yeah, that I got
1: people a diagram can really implement that. Okay. Well, you yeah, going to send that to me. We is... can put in the show notes. That'll be great. Yeah. And I got to, I got to shout out my good friend, Lori Hartshorn. She's my bestie, one of my besties, and she, she gave me that. So I just want to. Um. Yeah. She is one amazing girl
0: too. Yes, she so, is. I would love for you to share, you know, your favorite Bible verse or one that inspires you lately with the audience. Mm,
1: I feel like this is really good for where we are right now. It's such a crazy time. And we just, there's so many reasons for us to give up. So I want to leave with you guys, Joshua 1, 9. And it says simply, uh, and this is the Lord speaking to Joshua. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go
0: hmm love that verse it is so inspiring and and absolutely fits with our soul h devotion today that's talking about elizabeth who really had to continue to press on to be brave when it just seemed like the promise wasn't going to come and and then you know having john the baptist her son later in life and she had to be courageous uh through all of that i know cheryl you're an active board member with brave canada this catalytic movement Mm -hmm. for at-risk girls you're a speaker for brave global and you sit on the national steering committee for power of her the world vision initiative for marginalized women and girls globally and you know people might be wondering What from her life inspires her to want to empower girls and women so much that you're willing to work your butt off in order to see this happen to other people's lives? And does it have anything to do with your childhood, your personal testimony?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm super. I always tell people I am super passionate about marginalized women uh, and girls because I was one. And uh, Mm -hmm. my heart beats to rescue. Uh, I always have a rescuing bone in my body. I'm sure many people feel that way as well because Mm -hmm. I was rescued. And so you're looking at someone who has lived a very hard life, uh, a life of pain and brokenness. I was sexually molested as a child. um, And that, unfortunately, was at the hands of my Sunday school teacher. So that brought with it uh, what we now know as church hurt, a very real thing, Mm -hmm. uh, some Mm -hmm. woundedness, directly connected to the hands of church leaders. And that formed in me a seed of hatred, bitterness towards the church, towards God. I just saw it all as hypocrisy. And, uh, you know, uh, here's a good thing for everyone to know is that when you are deeply wounded and hurt, I have learned now, through my own teaching of my own courses, that uh, hurt left unchecked, unresolved, unhealed, it morphs and shifts into bitterness and anger. And so, mm-hmm. when I work with that risk youth, and I think we miss that we when we're working with that risk youth or people on the streets, that anger that we're seeing—that's hurt. That is that is that is layers and layers of hurt that's going way down deep in it, and it just has found a root of bitterness in their heart. And And so I was a very angry young girl, but I was angry because I was wounded. And with that anger, I made a lot of wrong decisions. I joined a gang at 13 and from 13 to 16, uh, what we called gang banging. I I rolled with the gang and I made even more, you know, like it's just this sin is progressive. So you just, you know, Mm -hmm. you you get to a place, it feels uncomfortable, you feel challenged and then suddenly it feels okay again. And then you go even deeper. And so that that's kind of what happened at 16. I don't know. I always, I don't know how much longer I would have rolled with the gang, but at 16, some of the members of the gang, male members of the gang turned on me and I was sexually assaulted at 16. And that kind of broke me. And so for people who have Mm -hmm. ever been in a situation of non-consensual moments in their lives... um, I liken it unto murder. And I know it sounds very dramatic, but just follow me mm-hmm. for a second. It it kills who you are inside. Uh, you know, yeah. rape, abuse, sexual, sexual um, you know, uh molestation, those types of things. It kills the dream, it kills the innocence, it kills the little girl, like all of those things. So I just became a shell. I became a zombie, very dead inside. Mm. And then you start to make very dangerous decisions. That's where self-harm yeah. starts to come into play and you just don't care whether you live or die. And 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 from 16 to, you know, I ran away at 16 and from 16 to 19, I was on and off the streets and just really, really acting out and was witness to on the streets by a street evangelist and at 19 gave my heart to God. And so never looked back since, But but came away with a very clear call that I was to go back. I was to go back and physically go back, uh, mentally, spiritually, always going back to reach mm-hmm. the people that um, I I once was, you know, the, the so-called untouchables.
0: What an incredible story, Cheryl. And I know that everyone wants to hear a little bit more about how God has turned your life around and what he's doing with you and through you these days. So they're just going to have to stay tuned and after the
1: break to hear more. guys, I'm Cheryl Nemhard, and my music pick for Soul H2O Radio is Fearless by Jasmine Murray. I wake up, I feel it. Those fears are
0: Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive our hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgemuth, weekdays at 11:30 a.m. right here on Joy, Hometown Christian Radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. For those of you that are just joining the conversation, we're talking about brave Christian women. And in particular right now, my brave friend, Cheryl Nemhard. Cheryl, you were just sharing your testimony with the listeners. And uh, when we went to the break, you and I were talking about how when you're healed, Telling your story doesn't bring that same emotion. And I talked about, you know, the, the message translation uh, translates one of the verses in Psalm and talks about your past and how when you look back at it, it seems like old, faded photographs. And we talked about how when that healing comes, it's just there, you can tell the story at a different level.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. God is forever writing our story. And, you know, every Mm -hmm. new chapter brings new lessons, new understanding, new levels of healing. And it is so important for whoever's listening to not stay stuck in their story and you'll Mm -hmm. know when someone's stuck in their story because they either keep repeating a particular moment in their lives they can't seem to move past that moment or they can't let go of some things so unforgiveness is there or they're telling their story from a very wounded broken place they're literally having a meltdown right in front of you and I you know it reminds me of something I wrote in my book brave about this moment and I, I think I'll just read it real quick whatever your story has been so far It does not have to end here. God has much better and greater things in store for you. There is a new chapter in your story waiting to be written. So put down your pen of hurt, pain, anger, and shame, and pick up a new pen of hope, love, healing, and joy. Your destiny comes with a fresh new start, and you can choose it if you want to.
0: Such great words to really inspire us to bravery. And and when we're brave and bring our hurts to God, allow Him to heal us, go through that process of healing. It's amazing how he turns it around and then he begins to use us in the very same areas that we experienced hurt, like you mentioned in the first segment, that you felt called, compelled to go back into those places. And then in 2017, you were the recipient of the Harry Jerome Award for Social Advocacy. I know that you use your artistic talents in film and theater. You tackle some of the toughest toughest topics, and your dedication to working with at-risk youth, former gang members, sexual assault victims, and teen mothers, it never quits for you. But during COVID, you know, before COVID, for years, you were running this not-for-profit educational theater company and summer camps. How has COVID affected your ability to reach these kids, and how is it affecting them?
1: Yeah, COVID has been, uh, it's been this huge whammy that has knocked so Mm -hmm. many people flat on their back from business owners to people in industry uh to us as as uh, full-time ministers you know i i'm a speaker mm-hmm. and and i haven't spoken physically in a building or a place since march the 10th of 2020 mm-hmm. depending on when you, on when you're listening to this for young people it's really hard because a lot of the kids that we deal with are uh we are the escape You know our programs, our summer camps, whatever we're doing, uh, the you know the mentoring, the tutor—it's all the escape and it's all the the ways away from home, which may not be such a great place or a fun environment for them. And so, quarantine and lockdown has really amplified it. The numbers of abuse have shot through the roof. You know, we've heard the the statistics about domestic violence going through the roof, and so uh, it's affected them that way. And then schooling now, uh, some online, some at school, it, uh, you know, teachers overworked and challenged and not being able to give the attention that some of these kids need uh, above and beyond the, the usual sort of 9 to 3.30 requirements. These kids need a lot of extra love and care and patience. Yeah. So it's 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 tough to see um, how they're going through. But, you know, what we can do is we're all doing what we can through Zoom and online and I'm forever, I, I've got phone calls and Zooms and coming in with questions. I get called Auntie Cheryl. That's what they call me. So Auntie, like, how do I do this? Or I'm struggling with that. Or can I talk to you? Can we do a Zoom coffee? And we're just, you know, you do what you can. And um, it's about being present. It's mm-hmm. about being, mm-hmm. it's just about, and, and can I say this to someone who's maybe listening, who didn't expect to be challenged, but God has a way of just kind of surprising us with these moments. But, um, you know, it's about just saying Yes. It doesn't have to look grandiose. It doesn't have to be a big program. It's about who who in this next generation, what young person can I be a big brother to a big sister to just a mentoring voice who needs extra love? Right. Mm, That is a great
0: challenge. My show always has a challenge. So there you have it, girls. That is your challenge for the day. Look see who's around you that you can really minister to. Cheryl, we could talk for hours and I know the audience would love to hear more from you. So how can they connect with you after the show?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would love to um, inspire and uplift whoever is going to join me on this journey. Uh, Get ready to be pumped up. It's at Cheryl Nemhard, literally on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And I'm also part of the Joy family. You can listen to See Here. Yes, you can listen to See Here, Love on your radio uh, Mondays at 3 p.m., I believe.
0: We are sisters in more than one way. (laughs) Yes joy radio family that's so great well cheryl i have loved having you on the show i wish we could talk more but you know maybe another time we'll have to do episode two with you thanks so much for being on today thank you and be brave guys God is asking Christian women alive today the same things he asked of Elizabeth and Cheryl. Will you bravely believe and trust in the promises God has for your life? Will you bravely carry the presence of God into your world today? From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 48 of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. We hope you'll join us next week for part two in the Brave Christmas and Christian Women series as we talk about the teen mom in Jesus' story who became a single mom and talk with Peggy Sue Wells, a contemporary single mom, discussing her newest book that will help you make wise decisions, praying you stay blessed and refreshed this holiday season. We appreciate your support to help Soul h Ministries continue and want to thank all all of you who partner with us in making this joy radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed thanks for listening to the soul h2o podcast from joy radio in toronto be sure to subscribe then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world